Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Snell Nation. Now, let's talk. Let's talk about uh, freedom of choice. This was a particular topic I've brought up a few times over the past year. Um, and it was in regards to uh, the COVID jab. Now, there was a lot of back and forth discussion on the topic well throughout the the fall of last year going into the winter and I was just always curious about the scenario just what some of the thoughts were out there on the scenario of uh, just mandatory mandatory vaccinations and what I got back was uh, well I had some people just stating hey that's you know uh, this is the United States, you know, this is America. Like there's, no, you'll, you'll always be able to maintain your bodily uh, autonomy. You'll always have freedom of choice, especially in this case when you're dealing with something that's titled as a vaccine, but technically it's not. I mean, it's, it's something that's created. It's something that um, is being administered, not as a full-fledged certified um clinically tested FDA approved product, but um, it, it's actually something that's being pushed as, as an emergency or emergency uh, emergency use authorization, which is which is what it falls under. Um, so that was something I put out there and I, every couple of months, the conversation that this topic would come up and I would say, hey, like, you know, what happens when we reach that point where it starts to become uh, something that's mandated or something that's mandatory? And once again, I was met with that's, you know, that, that just, that's not going to happen. It'll all be voluntary, you know, yada, yada, yada. And it came up again in February. Then discussion started to shift into it becoming something that uh, uh, could be mandatory for um, military service members. And uh, here we are. <laughs> so more and more conversation about it. And now people are starting to, to realize that, you know, this isn't something that's just going to just die down and go away. You know, this whole vaccination, um, this vaccination extravaganza or vaccination obsession, it's almost... It's almost as, as crazy as the uh, the race obsession in this country. I mean, there's just this. You would think that mankind was on the on the verge of just total extinction, and the only thing that can save us are vaccines. You know, even though just thousands and thousands of years somehow our species survived, but up until this point, you know, it's now only the government can save us. You know, they are the only the pharmaceutical companies can save us. And that, of course, is their prime motivator, you know, doing doing good, doing absolute good for mankind. Um, sure. And, and making tens of billions of dollars, you know, at the same time. But that, that has nothing to do with it. So. Freedom of choice. So th there was a article in, uh, in Newsweek or Newsweek.com. U.S. Army could require COVID vaccinations of all soldiers by September 2021. And there was a um, executive order that was leaked, and, and that's where this, this article came from. Um, there, so there's a leak, executive order, 
and there was just some loose language in there just about uh, commanders being aware of this possibility in the future and of course when you talk about like leaked documents and all that i mean it's it's here and there it's it's all it's still speculation at this point but considering all the conversations happening at the pentagon going all the way back to february of this year about mandatory vaccinations and uh, loose talk and every other facet you could think of um it's hard to just take this uh, this article is just another article, just another opinion piece based off some quote unquote credible source, you know, which which could mean anything. It could have came from from anywhere or it could just not exist at all. But it does raise some some flags. Now, the goal is for this to eventually become uh, a part of the the, the vaccination uh, the the routine um, by September of September the first of 2021, pending uh, FDA approval. The products becoming FDA approved. The three primary, quote unquote, vaccines: um, Pfizer, Moderna, and Johnson and Johnson. But it's believed that it will take two years, maybe more, uh, for these products to become. FDA approved, which should push people to maybe ask more questions, even in the civilian population, just, well, there's this slow roll into approving these things, getting these things approved, fully approved by the FDA, you know, then why is there such a hard push and this huge multi-billion dollar marketing campaign to get more people to get it? And we have we have celebrities saying you should get it. We have um, government officials, politicians saying you should get it. You know, we we have all these different angles, all these different approaches, and everyone's saying get it, get it, get it, get the shot. You know, f- for me, it just makes me even more hesitant. Um, and I'm actually I just turned thirty nine. Um, actually, I just did I just did a five k. I, I feel great, perfectly fine. And I think you call me old school, but I'm going to lean on my immune system. It's function. It's functional. It's done me. Uh, it's done me a great service over the past almost four decades. Uh, so I, I think I'm just going to roll with that. Now, for those who have received the, the shot and everything, I, I say good for you. If that's what you feel is in, in your best interest and in the best interest of your family, Hey, knock yourself out. And I made this statement multiple times <laughs> over the past five, six months. But where I start to have a problem is when there's a shift, when there's a shift towards mandating things, whether it be masks, whether it be uh, vaccines or whatever. When you start to tell me, hey, this is what you will do with your body. That's where I, I have to say, no, absolutely not. And I also find it interesting that, that, you know, my body, my choice crowd is just completely silent on all this stuff, whether it be masks, whether it be vaccines or anything, that nothing to say about that. The ones that just, you know, this is this is my body and I can do with it whatever I want. And the government shouldn't do this. The government shouldn't do that. Or the same ones holding signs saying, get, you know, 
put your mask on, damn it, you know, right, you know, get your, get your vaccines, yada, yada, yada. It's fascinating how the tide has, uh, has shifted. Now, as far as the military goes, uh, the estimate puts it at, uh, I think about 70% is what they're saying that have already voluntarily, you know, got vaccinated 70% of the force, which, okay, that's cool. Which means 30% don't want it. It doesn't mean 30% um, weren't able to get it. Um, I would have to say a, a big chunk of that 30% just don't want it. Just like me, I don't, I don't feel that I need it. So I'm making a choice. Freedom of choice. In America, as a free citizen, you know, who possesses his own bodily sovereignty I can I can make that decision hey I, I don't want this thing but of course the, the media won't won't show that angle of it it's always just hey we we need more vaccines so we can meet this particular goal for this time you know we, we need I think it was 70% of all adults to be uh, fully vaccinated by the 4th of July and that was the last little goal which wasn't met and that's it. They just let that go and then they moved on. They didn't focus on, well, why? Why isn't that goal being met? It's not about just, oh, there's not enough of a particular uh, particular brand. You know, there's not enough Moderna, Pfizer, or Johnson & Johnson to go around. Um, a big part of it is just that we reached a point now where the pe- if, you, if you didn't get it by now, you just don't want it. You just, you're just not that concerned with it. And I, I, I kept nudging people, and especially in recent weeks, just saying, hey, like, this thing, they're, they're really pushing this thing. I mean, really pushing it. We still have politicians, we still have celebrities, we still have political officials, all that stuff, just pushing this thing. And I just, like, I, I, I can feel it, that there's going to be a push um, for mandatory vaccinations. Based on science, I, I, would, I would call it maybe pseudoscience or something like that. Maybe the, the one-dimensional science where it, everything is heavy on one side, vaccines, 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 and then everyone else that opposes the tens of thousands of doctors that are opposed to all this, to the lockdowns, to the masks, to the vaccines, it, just ignore them. They're all conspiracy theorists, all of them. All educated uh some world-renowned, award-winning, you know, just, no. Conspiracy theorists, they're all crazy when it comes to this particular thing. So it, it's, 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 uh, it's pretty wild, pretty wild stuff. Now, I've been questioned about this. Just, hey, why aren't you, uh, why aren't you going to get vaccinated, you know? And I, a lot of times it's, uh, the first thing that's thrown out there is, hey, are you anti-vax, you know? And I say, no, I, I'm, I'm actually for relevant vaccinations. Sure, they have their place in, in today's society. But I I have a tough time calling a product that's not even FDA approved, something that hasn't gone through all the clinical testing, that hasn't met the standard, even though I have my, my issues with the FDA, <laughs> just like a lot of other federal agencies, but it hasn't even met their basic standard to be officially to officially be a vaccine. I just have an issue with putting that in my body and I just I'm OK. I, I'm fine. I, I don't want it. So no, thank you. Thanks, but no, thanks. That's it. 
no 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 shouting or yelling or no no calling anyone names or anything like that and uh no no wild like true conspiracy theories in regards to what's in the vaccine and what it does to your body i'm not that i'm not concerned with it i just i really don't care because I, it's not going in my body so i really don't care what's in it they could put steroids in it they could put stuff in it to give you superhuman strength and, and bulletproof skin like a comic book hero i don't care it does, that has nothing to do with me. I don't want it. No, thank you. <laughs> but still, the, the, the conversation continues with the this possible push for making this uh, making this uh, mandatory. And still waiting, still waiting for an official word, some some more background. Of course, there's there's plenty of articles on it, which that, that's cool and all. But I, I, I think back to uh, uh, the anthrax shot, and that's something else that's come up in conversation. Um, hey, well, you know, have you deployed to the Middle East? Have you served any time in the Middle East? Sure. You know, well, did you get uh, your first round or second round or third round or whatever of the anthrax shot? And I said, yeah. Oh, well, then this is no different. Well, hold on now. There, there are some differences here. Well, for one, anthrax has a, has a pretty rich history. Um, the shot itself has a pretty rich history filled with uh, a lot of clinical trials, a lot of research, decades of data that you can go back to. Um, whereas uh, all the COVID stuff does not. It's got less than two years, really, if, if we're being honest, unless they're not telling us something. Maybe this is something that that they've been analyzing for, uh, for 10, 15 years. And all these, these, uh, these, these vaccines were just sitting on a shelf somewhere. The formulas are just sitting off to the side and they just they dusted them off. And then here you go. Um, but if that's not the case, then these things are, are less than two years old, roughly. And typically for FDA approval, uh, for a vaccine, the approval process, um, is, uh, around eight years on average. 10 years in some cases. So sure, come back, you know, talk to me around uh, 2028, 2029. Um, and I'll take a look and see how everyone else is doing. I'll take a look at um, just uh, show me the research for the children that have been born from pregnant mothers who got the shot while they were pregnant. You know, show me the research for all the uh, senior citizens that got it, the teenagers that for some reason that their, their parents blessed off on that, on, the, on them getting a shot. Let me look through all that data and I will make a determination. Um, but when it comes to the, the anthrax shot, it, it had all that, you know, you had time to research that information. Um, now, this particular product, when it was first administered, this was in the uh, late 90s and this was under <laughs> under the Clinton administration, that that wonderful Wonderful peach, that uh, straight shooter, good, good, good guy, good old Bill Clinton. <laughs> so this was something that was pushed, and it was administered as a uh, investigational new drug, IND, in the late '90s. Was the title it fell under? So it it, it wasn't uh, fully FDA approved. There was data there. There were some clinical studies, but it wasn't completely FDA approved when it was pushed in. Uh, 1998 and then of course congress passes a law 10 usc uh, 1107 and 
requiring informed consent from military members prior to um, administration of uh, the anthrax shot. So you had this come up. Um, there was also an executive order that Clinton signed um, just reaffirming that informed consent requirement. And it had a process where you can seek uh, a waiver from getting the shot, that sort of thing. So th there were some steps there. Um, there were also a lot of big cases um, that came out after that time. Uh, they made it all the way up to the federal court um, where there were a lot of uh, soldiers that were saying no. They were declining and saying, no, I, I, I don't want that. I don't need that. I'm fine. Um, quite a few cases that came up in 2003, 2004. Um, and, of course, there was a push. And it was just, hey, you need to get these. And people decline. I mean, they. I feel they have the right to do that. Um, even soldiers. I know. I know it's crazy, but you know, uh, us soldiers, we're we're people too. <laughs> we have a lot of the same concerns as as everyone else. And when it comes to our bodies, you know, I I believe that we still hold the key to that. That we still have ownership of our of our body to an extent. You know. Yes. You you, you know. You wear the uniform. Uh, you have your orders, you, you're told where to go, that sort of thing. Um, but once you start going into what's uh, injected into someone's body, I, I think there's just, there's no, um, there, there shouldn't be a legal way around that. And there shouldn't be any type of uh, coercion or, or anything like that to, to sort of twist someone's arm and force them into that sort of situation. Um, and we're starting to see more and more lawsuits pop up within different agencies where people are saying, Hey, I, you know, I don't want it. Oh, well, according to this, you know, according to our policy, this, this is a matter of national security. So we, we feel that it's, it's imperative that you get it. You know, it's like, well, that that's cute that you found a, a some sort of loophole or a wordsmith little action there to try and twist my arm into getting it. But the answer is still no, you know, and I, I, the, the whole thing, the whole thing is just fascinating. I mean, it, it's incredibly predictable, incredibly predictable. Um, but but for me personally, um, once it started to uh, surface that thousands of people have died from getting a thing, then no, I, I, I really am not going to get it. And I've had this discussion where I've people tried to say, oh, well, you know, hundreds of thousands have died in, in, in your country. So. You know, what's a, a couple couple hundred deaths or a couple thousand deaths from, from getting it, getting the shot, opposed to all the people that died from getting COVID? And we can argue all day long about the, uh, the, the legitimacy of the numbers, you know, how the deaths were calculated, if people died with COVID, of COVID, all that stuff. That, that's all irrelevant for a discussion about mandatory vaccines. That, that, that side of it is irrelevant. Do not care anymore about that. So what I do care about is my body, my choice, regardless of what I do for a living, regardless of my occupation, I still should have that choice to decide what goes in my body. And this game of, you know, you're killing grandma, you know, do it for your neighbor, yada, yada, yada. I'm sorry. Um, no, absolutely not. I mean, really, what's next? I mean, there was this joke that I thought was pretty good where someone said, oh, well, you want me to wear a mask to help your health? You want me to get a shot to help you be healthy? Oh, well, what's next? Do you want me to go jogging to help you lose weight? 
You want me to eat more vegetables so that way you have a balanced diet? You know, and, and call me crazy, but it's hard for me to to not see this whole situation as any other way but that. And that stuff, I mean, it, I'm sorry, but that just doesn't that doesn't work on me. Now, there's there's definitely a bright spot in all this, though. Now, there is a uh, there's a representative in Kentucky, uh, Thomas Massey, who uh, introduced this uh, this bill, H.R. 3860. And its sole purpose is to uh, prohibit any any requirement for a member of the armed forces to receive a vaccination against COVID-19. And it's still in its early stages. It was introduced um, uh, to the House uh, June the 14th. Um, and if you go to congress.gov, um, I highly recommend every American um, have that link saved, uh, bookmarked or whatever. And so you can get the updates as these policies come out, as these bills roll out. You can take a look. You can read through it. Um, I, I utilize this site um, and several others when... We had the CARES Act and other wonderful stimulus packages that were rolled out that played a part in the greatest upward transfer of wealth in human history. Um, and yes, uh, I sifted through thousands and thousands of pages because that's that's the way these games go where things are crafted to seem incredibly complicated um, and made incredibly bloated in hopes of steering away uh, the average American, which has worked quite well over over the past few decades. But I highly encourage all Americans to access this site, to go to congress.gov. You know, take a look. You can get updates. You can get uh, email notifications whenever there's an update to a bill. There's something that's proposed to the House or to the Senate um, when it reaches the president. And then once it becomes law, it, it has a tracker, which is fantastic. It's the, the greatest bit of transparency we're ever going to see, unfortunately. But I highly recommend that everyone go and uh, take a look at that. And that's H.R. 3860. So that's just that's my take on it. And, you know, as always, I recommend that, you know, you, you do your own research. You ask questions. You ask relevant questions. There's nothing wrong with that, even though those things those things are discouraged currently. If, if your questions exist outside of the approved spectrum of conversation, the approved spectrum of thought, but forget that. <laughs> just do your research, dig just a little bit, go to something like, I don't know, maybe uh, that wonderful website I mentioned earlier, uh, congress.com, or I'm sorry, congress.com, congress.gov, and just dig around a little bit. You'd be surprised what you'll find. And if you really want to, you know, if you have some free time, Go back and take a look at the different stimulus packages that were signed off on. It'll blow your mind the things you'll see in there, the the pork that's in there. And it's all our money, or, or I should say it's our grandkids' money, since they'll be slaving away to, to repay this debt uh, long after we're gone. But anyway, those are just some of my thoughts. You know, I, freedom of choice, It's it's all about freedom of choice. I do not care about... Uh, a lot of the, the COVID stuff and the things that, that happened last year related to COVID, you know, freedom of choice. That's it. And uh, with that, thank you for listening in. 
please feel free to provide me any feedback you'd like. You can find me on Apple Podcasts. I'm sorry, Google Podcasts. Um, you can find me on Spotify. Those are the, the big the big ones. Um, and, of course, the Anchor app. And I welcome all your feedback, be it good or bad. It's all constructive criticism in my eyes. So I greatly appreciate it. And also, thank you so much for all the donations. Um, all those funds, they will go towards the evolution of the channel uh, and the elevation of the channel. And I know I keep saying channel, I mean podcast. <laughs> I'm thinking YouTube. All right. All right. Take care. Snell Nation out.